Hi, how's it going? Welcome back to the Manufacturing Come Up. We have a special guest today, Haley Hopped, and hopefully I didn't pronounce her name wrong because I can barely spell in English or any other language for that matter. Glad to have you on the show today. I'm glad to be here. Thanks for asking. Yeah, yeah. So background of the podcast, we talked a little bit off screen, but uh, we like to dive back into people's history, kind of what kind of adversities they've went through in life, what kind of uh, things that they've experienced to, to get them to where they are in their career today. Um, and then also second half of this podcast will be more around how, uh, can other individuals increase their self in their career, uh, throughout all periods of their life? Are they still in high school? Are they in college? Are they, uh, already in a position of employment and maybe they're just looking to grow within that career? Um, so yeah, if you would kind of take us back as far as you want to take us back. This episode of the manufacturing come up is sponsored by elite automation. Elite Automation is focusing on AMR technologies. AMRs are autonomous mobile robots used in your facility to transfer goods or products from one side of your facility to the other. This is a super powerful tool and it's a new piece of technology that us as systems integrators can utilize as a tool to leverage your company to be more advanced than the next company and be able to automate systems that at one point were not able to be automated. If you have any AMR needs, you can reach us at rfq at eliteautomationusa.com. Oh geez, okay. So degree-wise, it's funny. I have an associate's degree in media and communications. So it has absolutely nothing to do with CNC shops, which is where I landed. <laughs> but um, I, think that the degree helps me a lot in my career now because um, I'm doing, I'm in a marketing role. So I do the photography, videography, graphic mm -hmm. design, motion graphics. And in college, I did a little bit of drawing too. So that all helped me get to where I am today, which is great. Um, it is kind of funny though. I don't know if this is fate or not, but the building that I was in at college was the advanced technology building. So you'd walk into this commons area, and to the right were the media classes, and to the left were the CNC machining classes. And in the CNC machining hallway was this ice cream vending machine, and I love ice cream. <laughs> so I would always walk down this hallway and look into these classrooms and be like, what are they doing? What are these machines? And then here I am, like four or five years later, in these shops working near this machinery all the time. And I, like I said, I don't know if it's me, but I'm here. So... <laughs> Yeah, that's awesome. So did you, that was during your what, high school time? That was college. College, got you, got you. And yes. so what can, What is more of uh, your upbringing look like? Oh, so I didn't see myself going into this field at all. In, in high school, I was, I went to a small high school. I graduated with 46 people. I was like the shy in my box little girl, no one thought that I would ever end up here, honestly, but um, talking in front of people was something I never imagined myself doing because I couldn't even do it in front of people I knew. Um, but I did a lot of creative things when I was in high school. So I did a lot of the photography, which I still do today because I have a little side gig going on, but it was more like creative stuff, which kind of led into this, I would say so. But yeah, I was really a completely different person in high school than what I am now. So it's weird to see that growth <laughs> yeah. yeah absolutely i mean there's so many people that knew me back in my high school times and they're like dude i cannot believe you're where you're at like right. they, they 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 knew i you know i always used to hustle but like i was hustling in other ways <laughs> right <laughs> i think i didn't really not that i didn't hustle but i feel like 
I didn't apply myself enough. So it's, it's also super weird to see that now, like, because yeah. I do so many different things now than what I would have done back then. Mm. Like much more outgoing, like pursuing many more things. Yeah, definitely. A lot more outgoing, out of the box, stepping out of my comfort zone, which That's is something it. I never thought I would do. So it's really cool to see that. So did you kind of just work your way through through high school? Like, did you get okay grades? Like, what, what did that process look like? Yeah, I got okay grades, but it was like, I kind of had this mentality that I wasn't going to go anywhere in life, which is super bad to set yourself up for that yeah. in high school. But like, I, I could have done better, you know? I feel like yeah. we all say that. Um, I got okay grades and I was involved in sports and student council and a bunch of like extracurricular activities, but it wasn't like... I, I could have done better, honestly. So yeah. it's definitely different to see myself engaging in things now because I wouldn't have done that back then. Yeah, absolutely. I kind of experienced that same thing as well. So it was like, whenever I was coming up, I, de- I never really thought that like I could do really much of anything. I didn't, I didn't have anybody like guiding me to even go to college or, you know, I kind of just guided myself to go to college because I, knew that if I kept just working regular nine to five jobs and being machine operators and stuff like that, that it was going to keep hit. I was going to keep hitting roadblocks. And also back at this period of time, you know, you were looking at getting, making $8 an hour and you're lucky to make $12 an hour. Uh, the market's definitely kind of changed and you can be a lot more successful and just being a machine operator now. Right. Um, making 17, $22 an hour uh, with jobs like that. But mm-hmm. I think a lot of people struggle with, with, not not having a direction and also just not even feeling like they have the capability to do anything outside of high school or anything for that matter right yeah I wasn't I wouldn't say I wasn't pushed to go to college because I definitely was I had like grandparents telling me you need to go you need to go so I went um and it was a great experience but I definitely I didn't didn't think it was for me (laughs) Did, did your your grandparents push for you to go to college, was that pretty impactful for you, you actually going to college? I would say it was pretty impactful. I had some grandparents who were like, we'll help you if you just go. So I was like, okay, well, I can't really beat that, right? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I, I definitely, I was like, I didn't know what I was going to do. You know, I didn't have a job throughout high school. So I was like, I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to jump into that. So I was like, yeah. I should just go because I know school. I know how to pull that roles. So I just kind of went and did did that so yeah i would say that they really impacted that gotcha and how was how was your uh shift into college oh it was different <laughs> <laughs> i remember my first day of college and i just went to a community college so it's not too much different but going from 46 people where i had classrooms with maybe 10 people in my classes to yeah. a class with like 60 people or oh, wow. on campus with like hundreds of people. It was, it was so different. And I remember going to class my first day and I was like, I'm a social butterfly if I know you. (laughs) But at that point I was like, I don't know anyone. I was sitting in my seat, like sweating. I couldn't wait to get out of there and go home. I was just like, Oh my gosh. But I I developed, I got better throughout college, but that first transition was definitely scary for me. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. I'm kind of the same way. I'm like very introverted in groups Mm -hmm. where where I don't know the individuals, but after I get to know them people, then, you know, it's no problem to start the conversation. Right. Yeah. In the same way. <laughs> did, uh, what, what college did you go to? I went to Macomb Community College. Macomb Community. Yes. Okay. I'm also a community college graduate. Hey, there so. we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, like 
say for instance, like for the program that I was went through, I mean, Toyotas are higher and at like 26, 30 something dollars an hour, like right out of college. And right. also even having programs that while you're in college, you're making 17, $18 an hour. I think it was like $18 an hour, like five years ago. I don't know what it is today. I'm um, guessing higher. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's gotta be the market's crazy for all jobs, really. As far as where pay rates have been. Right. So going through college, did what was your transition from college into to real world life and, and uh, working a job? <laughs> well, say being an adult was hard. No, <laughs> um, I actually it wasn't a, too bad of a transition because when I graduated college, I actually worked for the college in the counseling office for about oh. a year. Um, so it wasn't too much of a huge shift for me because I was used to all of that, right? I'd spent four or five years at the college. So I was like, I'm, I'm used to this. And then it was March of 2020, COVID happened and I got laid off and they told me it was going to be like a month and it ended up being three to four. And I was like, I can't do this. Um, and at the college, I worked part-time. So I wasn't really used to like a full-time position just yet but I had some people in the industry that I knew and they had a CNC shop and they needed help so I was like I'll go help them and then I just transitioned into that and it was super hard for me because I knew nothing about the industry nothing I didn't even know it was an industry or what they did or the extense work that we do here so it was just insane (laughs) yeah it's, it's like a completely dark room yeah there's a there's a lot of stuff like you know with me being the owner of Elite, even though I've been in the industry, I think 10 years now, whenever I started the company, I realized like, holy cow, like I for sure have been kept in the basement my entire career. <laughs> um, I didn't, I didn't attend any uh, events uh, for, for our industry. I've attended other events, but um, yeah, I didn't attend any of those things or, or, really have a whole heck of a lot of customer interaction uh, throughout my career uh, with a nine to five employer. I was mainly the guy doing project management, programming, uh, a lot of the stuff nobody sees, you know, and then becoming a business owner. Now you have to see the industry as a whole and and see what's going on, see what manufacturers are doing, seeing whether automation companies are doing, what the market looks like for hiring, firing, like all these different things, right? There's so many uh other topics and and whole nother world that's out there outside of just like this one little job that that you do or when you go to school uh what you think it's like out out in the real world right yeah i feel like being an owner is like a totally different point of view than when you're an employee working (laughs) in like a facility yeah so i would say like one of the major benefits of it is it's so expansive to your mind like there's so many things I had to learn and figure out that are just because like I have to, right? You know, like either we're in a predicament or we're trying to grow something or, uh, yeah, it's, I feel like I've learned over the past three years more in my lifetime than I've learned my entire life probably. Right. And I'm sure there's been some like bumps in the road too. And it's, I've, I gotta imagine it can be stressful sometimes because there's people like under you relying on the fact that you're going to, be there so yeah absolutely and we got like very aggressive goals too so like we're always pushing and striving and adding new things i mean this podcast was literally a thought like four weeks ago 
Right. And I saw you at IMTS doing videos and I was like, yeah. wow, you're killing it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, we, we launched quick. I mean, they did the, the creative team did all this artwork and everything. They got all this out in like four weeks from that's just crazy. being literally nothing but a thought. And yeah, so we, that's one way we try to operate is just super quick in everything we do. Same thing on like our project uh, work. You know, we try to just bam, 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 knock everything out like quickly as possible. Uh, it's one of the things we strive for as a company is being is being quick because that's one thing I noticed in our industry things move so slow. Uh, people take months to make decisions, and we're trying to make them happen in days or hours. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> a good thing to have. <laughs> Absolutely. So whenever you whenever you came over to the position, now is this the position you're at now, or is this another position? Uh, the first like the CNC. first time I worked at the CNC position. No, that so that was um, I was doing like administrative work, and that was a different shop. And then I just didn't think there was much room for growth there. And then I came to IQ. Okay. I'm in the marketing role now. Gotcha. Yes. How long, how long have you been in that current position? A year and seven months, I believe. Year and seven months. Yeah. Awesome. So, did you gain much marketing experience from the past uh, employer, or you kind of just learned as you go at this one, or? Um, I would say I learned a little bit at the previous employer, but it wasn't as extensive as what I'm doing now. So I was definitely able to grab a few things that I learned there and use it here, but it's a totally different realm of what I'm doing. What I did there, I would just take photos of parts and post them here. I'm like marketing myself and branding with the company and taking videos and doing all this. So it's, it's definitely a lot, but I did learn from the previous employer as well. Gotcha. So like, as of now, you're, you're actually like holding the camera and the one taking the video shots and are you writing the copy and everything? Yeah. And doing the editing and it's fun. Cause that's what I did in college, but it's definitely, it's definitely different. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Also you being like in the position you're in right there. I mean, that also opens up a ton of, uh, a ton of experiences and a ton of different skill sets for you to be able to capture. Oh yeah. Yeah. Definitely a lot. That was like for a couple things for me, like one, the employer that I was at, I was doing like every job you could think of. I was doing PLC programming, robot programming, electrical engineering, project management, and all these things came from, I needed to do them because there wasn't somebody else to do the, do the position, right. uh, do the job role. And then a second thing was I launched a YouTube channel back five, six years ago, and it was a fitness YouTube channel. And then so through that, like a lot of my marketing came from, uh, you know, how to grow a YouTube channel. And so doing that research and, and shoot my own videos and editing my own videos and, and, uh, you know, striving, striving to grow that channel, um, that had like a huge impact on, on like my life. And, and then as far as my skills and marketing, I think it's really opened up my eyes to marketing and like the power, the power of marketing and, and, and the importance of, of marketing. Right. Yeah. And getting to know people in the industry. And like I said, I have a photography gig on the side as well. So I learned a lot of marketing from that because I'm heavy on like Instagram or Facebook. So it's like total different dynamics, different groups of people. So you have to learn how to market for different social sites. And it definitely, it was a lot, but I did grab a lot from doing that. It's a total different industry, but being able to do that and know people in it as well, mm -hmm. will grow. Yeah, absolutely. And also too, like whenever you're, whenever you're in that type of uh, position and in like the different industry, I think it adds so much more value to the position you're at now because you're getting to experience things in a different way 
people doing things in a different way, wanting things differently. Right. As individuals than say, for instance, like a company. Right. No, yeah, definitely. I can agree with that. What are some of the, so, some of the challenges you've experienced through, uh, through your career so far? Jeez. I would say some of the struggles would be just, I don't want to put the stigma on it, but being a woman in this industry can be hard. And I'm sure Jenna knows that. Um, there are a lot of people when I first started in this industry who definitely looked down on me. They would like treat me like I was stupid because I didn't know the stuff or I would walk into these shops and people would just look at me and be like, why? You don't belong here. What are you doing here? So I, I would say that's definitely a struggle. But um, I would another big struggle in this industry, I would say, is the skills gap, which I feel like so many pre- people preach about. But there's not enough young people in this industry wanting to keep it alive. And I hate seeing that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's kind of one of the primary pushes for this this channel is educating people on this industry. Oh, yeah. And it helps that all the education they can get. And knowing that, like, manufacturing isn't the stigma that people thought it was. Yeah. It's just, it's just going to help bring more people here. Yeah, absolutely. And you, one of the things you mentioned, too, is, like, especially, like, some years ago, like, you go back 10 years ago, 20 years ago, uh, how you're talking about like, you know, women in manufacturing, manufacturing also had like a very, uh, oh, what do you call it? This episode of the Manufacturing Come Up is sponsored by Elite Automation. Elite Automation is a systems integrator specializing in robotic weld cell applications, and especially the design and manufacturing of the weld fixture. If you have any robotic weld cell needs, you can reach us at RFQ at EliteAutomationUSA.com. Everybody was like very protective and everybody was like very territorial. It's probably a really good word for it. They're very territorial and and wanting to share knowledge. And there's so many like older guys who just didn't want to share like what they knew. They're like maintenance men and stuff like that. Like they don't want to tell you how how they fix line six. They just want to say, oh, figure it out. Oh, I don't know. And you know, they know because they just fixed it two days ago. The exact same problem. Um, I think that's dying, but also it's, it was, I think it was, definitely a major major issue in our industry uh, in the past yeah i see that in a lot of different like roles as well like marketing some people be like how did you do this or how are you getting this much on your interaction or why do you post the way you do and there's a lot of people who are like stiff about answering that question and i'm just like no i did this and this like we're, we're all yeah. wrong here <laughs> like let's just share it all <laughs> yeah yeah they give you like some generic vague answer that doesn't really help you help yeah. you <laughs> yeah for sure yeah, I, think, I feel like we're pretty transparent on those things and on our marketing. Like, also too, like for our marketing, it's like things are. We just try to keep them simple, right? It's like, how do we capture eyeballs? How do we how do we get the eyeballs we want? Right. Um, and we speak in like a very human language like that, so that way it's like you don't get all distracted by acronyms and distracted by. Uh, you know, like say for like KPIs, like we, we sure we have like KPIs, but like, do we, we don't even really mention KPIs ever. We right. just say, Hey, how post been performing? We just, you know, just keep it more of a human, uh, interaction and, and it, it makes us be able to operate quickly. We have a lot, uh, less wasted time. I'm sure like probably you like are not getting super big into KPIs. If you're doing as much as, uh, as much, um, different job titles and positions as you are, Mm-hmm. I'm sure you're analyzing like how well your stuff's performing, but you're not probably spending days and days at a time analyzing. 
No. I mean, sometimes I'll look at it a lot and I have like a tracking system where I'll put the numbers down and stuff, but just because I personally like seeing it, but yeah, I don't, I wouldn't say I spend too much time doing that. Yeah. And you really can't too. That's another big thing. Like I, we're going to dive into marketing a little bit, I guess, because you know, you're in that position and I like marketing. <laughs> but, um, you know, I think that a big thing is like, so say for instance, like if you're doing as many jobs as you are, then you have to be very careful in your time because execution is huge in, oh. in, in any team that's small. Right. You know, it's like, that's a, that's a big thing I see with a lot of companies and especially if they're already a bigger company and then they start something like a marketing department or just any other division, they start that, they start that department and they, they go with all the overhead structures that they have in other parts of their business. Mm-hmm. Like if you're a systems integrator, right, you have like your project managers and, and team leads and all these different positions. And then they try to start a marketing team, do the same thing and put one marketing person to do creative. Right. Like, <laughs> Yeah, it's like you need to do the other way around. You need five creative people, one manager, maybe. Right. Um, yeah. With the, I think when when I first started here, there wasn't like a marketing. Like our our CEO came from a technical background, so he did that before I was here. Um, but when I jumped into it, it what it was just me. And now we have our apprentice Annabella, who's doing a little bit of it with me. But it definitely helps having someone else there because it's a lot. It's it's a lot harder to do that than people think. Like it's not just hey, post a photo, yeah. put a caption on it. Like there's a lot of thought that goes into the process. Absolutely. I mean, we have. Uh, I'm not sure if you, you've had any interaction with like Patricia on our team, but Patricia's handling a lot of our like scheduling of these things. She's handling mm-hmm. like any like shirt. Uh, like shirts, pins, like any like uh, things like that, um, making sure like we're making forward progress on those initiatives. Right. And uh, we hired her for that position only. So like all she's doing is like making sure these podcast things are happening and making sure that with you know we're also pushing forward more progressively and doing a little bit of research on other marketing initiatives. Like, do we still want to do billboards? What's costing of that? Like. And, and doing some of the analyzation of different marketing things and different different ways of getting creative in our marketing because there's so many different things that you can like you can market on as like a uh, what do you call it like a like a marketing platform that right. some people are not even thinking like uh, you see some of those creative things that like at these events and then they have like lanyards mm-hmm. and then there's a logo on the lanyard they're, they're paying for that that logo spot on that lanyard right. Um, but it may be a super good one because somebody may take that lanyard home and hang it up. Like we have uh, none in this room, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. We hang up some of ours too. And cause it's just a cool memorable thing. Like, Hey, I went to this event. Um, and so like, that's a piece of marketing that can live on if they're an individual who's, you know, uh, like I said, hanging, hanging something up like that, they might hang it up right in their office and they look up every day and see, boom, there's your logo. Like, right. You know, that's also a big thing too. Like, other than our social media, I like marketing that lives on into the future. Yeah. And doesn't have a recurring expense. Right. That's like the hats that I have in my wall, on my wall in my office. It's just, I just have them all. There's Herco, there's Haas, there's, it's just all of it. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. What do you, do you have any projections on what your career looks like into the future? Um, hopefully I'm still here at IQ. I mean, I used to think that this wasn't a career path that I was going to, like, that was going to be long-term for me. And now that I'm here, I don't think, I'm, 
I don't want to leave. So <laughs> hopefully still here, hopefully still growing in the marketing and bringing in more team members, more customers, you know, all that fun stuff. Do you think you kind of want to lean more towards like the management side of things or what role would you think you would like to have as, as like maybe the marketing team grew out to be bigger? I mean, I am the, the social media manager right now, so I don't know what more past that I could go, but I mean, the, the CEO and COO here at IQ, they are pushing for constant growth for everyone who's on that shop floor. So, um, I don't see me stopping here. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess, so I guess like the next kind of like natural thing was you'd probably get more employees underneath you then. Right. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Hopefully more people on the marketing team pushing to keep telling people who we are and what we do. (laughs) Yeah, like a big one that I that I noticed that's a little bit harder is a uh, videographer because like you don't need them a lot of times. Right. You know, but so it's like one of those things that we either try to capture the content ourselves or if we need to we'll outsource and, and bring somebody in for a special occasion to right. do the, the, the videography. Um, yeah, I like doing the videography, but it's like, what is it? Like the panning? Yeah. Different shots. <laughs> like name and I'm the one that's always like oh we got to get this we got to get that and then it just doesn't turn out the way I want to so I give you guys credit because it's not my favorite thing it's <laughs> <laughs> awesome all right so let's dive into the second half of this podcast real quick and, and and discuss how can we help the individuals coming into this industry um I would say what we're doing right now is great educating people and showing people what this um, field can offer in different spectrums, machining, automation, marketing, everything. Um, I really do think that we need to start preaching this to an educational level, get into the schools and start telling counselors, teachers, students about it. Cause I feel like it's not talked enough, talked about enough. Like when I was in high school, we had a, um, an ed tech center that students would go to and they would do like teaching or whatever, whatever they were interested in. It was at yeah. this specific facility and machining was one of them, but I don't remember touring that. I don't remember going to that. So it's like, we yeah. need to push for that women, men, everyone. We need to push to be able to get more people here. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think you said like, you don't remember that. And like, there's a plausibility it happened, but yeah. it was, it was one notification for a one day event. Right. And if you missed it or like you was like, uh, maybe you had a football game on that one day, you know, and you decided not to go because like the football game seemed more important at that point in time. And you missed out out on that whole opportunity. Right. And then we didn't circle back to it. It wasn't like, hey, are you sure you don't want to do this? So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's one thing we're really blessed to have in our community. So we're in Evansville, Indiana, Southern Indiana. Mm -hmm. And, uh, we have, uh, a career and tech center here that has machining has uh they have automation now they didn't have automation so like back when i was in high school they actually didn't have a lot of the things like probably the closest thing they really had was like it back whenever i went there <laughs> <laughs> yeah so then i ended up i ended up doing like an auto body and collision so i went to one of those but there was welding too but right. also I, I had no idea i was going to go into this career path or else that would have made more sense from what for what they had to offer right yeah, and I definitely, like, colleges are now bringing back apprenticeship programs, which is great. Um, IQ has a formal one with Oakland Community College here in Michigan, and we, awesome. we pay for the um, program in its entirety for the apprentices. They get raises, they earn while they learn, they work here, go to school. So it's 
opportunities like that need to open up more. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think we're going to be forced to go into a, uh, a culture where businesses have more interactions with, with colleges and high schools. Oh yeah, definitely. Where it's going to be your high school and colleges. I think are going to have five, 10, 20 companies that are somehow embedded within that, that those classes or sponsorship or just something along those lines. Right. Which would be great. I mean, my, our chief operating officer here said that in high school, they had classes like that at his high school and then they took them out. It's like, right. Why, yeah. <laughs> why yeah. did you do that? Right. What are some, uh, what's something else that you think that like could help an individual, uh, maybe find the path. Hmm. They don't have an idea of a career. If they don't have an idea of a career, I'm, I feel redundant in this, but pushing the trades, students, uh, for students who are thinking that college might not be a path for them. Parents need to open up to the idea that their kids aren't going to be a doctor or, which is great. I'm not degrading that at all, but, um, there's other paths for kids who don't really want to go for that school path. So yeah. I definitely think that we need to open that idea to parents and bring it into the home as well, not just the schools. Yeah, absolutely. Somebody, I was listening to a podcast somewhere else and uh, the, um, whatever word they use is much fancier than the word I have, but <laughs> it, it basically it meant to oppose the market, right? So like if you see, a bunch of people going into college, then the next generation is going to be those who didn't go to college. Okay. That that are having the valuable thing. And so like, let's say for instance, I think we're at that shift now, right? People went to college. Now it's time for the people that don't go to college, people that go into the trades. Yeah. Those now became a super high demand. Yeah. And then we'll probably see, we'll see an inflow in our, in our generation of, over the next 10, maybe even 20 years that people are flooding into skilled trades because they're saying two year degree and I make $26 an hour, $35 an hour, whatever that may be. Right. Um, I mean, with two year degree and like, say for like a PLC program can make 40, $45 an hour for a two year degree. I mean, that's, you know, crazy good. Yeah. I know uh, people who went for like master's degrees in totally different fields and then they come back to this. Yeah. I love it. So just because it's like so much more lucrative right yeah like you get the i don't remember what degree it was specifically but it wasn't like it was an office job they didn't want to do it so they're in this field working with robots machines and everything getting their hands dirty being able to be in a position where you're constantly moving because i feel like a lot of people well there's some people that do and don't like it because i sit in a chair most of my day but (laughs) but uh, being able to find something that you actually like doing is important yeah, absolutely. That's the one thing I don't like about my job is how much I, I sit in a chair. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's a big one for people. Like you said, I've known people that did go for a mechanical engineering degree, and they said, I didn't realize how much I was going to be on a computer. It's like, <laughs> maybe you should have done a little research on that one. Cause, <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I mean, because, yeah, you, people definitely have, like, a, a version of whatever their work life looks like. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Absolutely. Do you have any, any last, uh, valuable tips that you can add? I guess the only one I always add is 
get out of your comfort zone. Like I said in the beginning, I never thought I was going to go here. And I was a shy little girl who could barely talk to like a person I've known for years. So being able to step out of that and get into a field where I'm talking to people daily and meeting people in the industry and learning something I never thought I was going to do is definitely really rewarding. And um, I feel like a lot of more people need to hear that. Like these success stories are what's going to help people get to where they want to be, whether it's manufacturing or not. So get out of that comfort zone. <laughs> Go do something new. <laughs> yeah. That's a great one. Yeah. Where can people find you at? I am on Instagram, uh, Haley with IQ underscores under each word, LinkedIn under Haley Hopped. Um, IQ Manufacturing is on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. You can find us there and then at IQManufacturing.com. Check us out. <laughs> awesome. And what kind of uh, manufacturing does does uh, IQ do? So we're a job shop. Um, our owners pride us pride ourselves on being able to cut anything anyone would pay us to cut. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do a lot of work for automation, defense, aerospace, automotive. We do a lot of detail work, car molds, stuff like that. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's because I a lot of companies will focus on like key things, either key materials or key types of things. Um, so we we also will do some machining and and whatnot. Uh, we're mainly doing it on like weld fixtures. It's kind of like the core thing that we're focused on. Uh, we're doing other things as well. Mainly our, our, our we're facilitating our own internal needs. Mm-hmm. Um, but like weld fixtures is like a big one because like they're very very critical. A piece of uh, piece of equipment. Right. So I find that a lot of these companies they find like a material or they find stuff that they're really good at working with, and and that's kind of what they stick with. Yeah, we work with a lot of different types of materials. Them all would be they would make this podcast even longer. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, thank you for being on today, Haley, and I'm looking forward to to seeing you around at the different events and uh, around on social media. Yeah, thank you guys. And uh, I hope we can get to some more events soon. I know we talked about it at IMTS, but I hope we can all meet up again. Would you have a next one that you're scheduled for? or Not yet. I know they're talking about one, but it's like next April. Okay. So- Pack, Ex- Pack Expo's in Chicago, I believe, in uh, the end of the month. Okay. That. Yeah. Definitely maybe a different customer base, but... We always tend to find our customers at, at events that we would think we wouldn't find customers and the opposite for the other ones. Right. Where you least expect it, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 Awesome. Well, thank you again, Haley. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate having you on. That was great. Yeah. Thank you. All right, guys.